Hey, y'all, we're Brandon and Megan Giggling, and we give real talk and real solutions to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Whether you are on step one or years into your own personal growth journey, we've got the tools you need to level up. So if you want to stop making excuses, start taking action, and grow into the person you are meant to be, then pop in your headphones and let's do this. You ready? This is the Fools in Love Podcast. I feel like we just need to take a moment and acknowledge the beauty that is our new intro. Bro, I was just <laughs> rocking out to that thing. I was like, I'm still dancing over here. I hope That's y'all so like good. that intro, man. I'm feeling it. I want to feel that energy and I hope we can bring that energy into this episode. But dang. Whoop, whoop. All right. We are talking about control today. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. It's another week. It's another episode of the Fools in Love podcast. Yes, man. You jumped right into it. Yeah, I was so excited. You're trying to take control. I I was. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Meg just touched on it. I mean, there's just so many things. We've actually talked about this episode for a long time between the two of us, but there's just so few things that we actually can control, but yet all of us actually want to have control. It's, It's a struggle that I have. It's a struggle that you have. It's a struggle that a lot of people, I think, have, and it's really just wanting to be able to manipulate, change, do things in your life so that things go the way that you want them to go. And the reality is, even though we all struggle for control, even though we all strive for control, there's just so few things that we actually have any control over. Oh my gosh, yes. And I mean, if we haven't learned anything from the last year and a half or so, I mean, come on, guys. I think we can all agree that we have learned so much about the lack of control that we actually have. We Prior to COVID, I, I would imagine you guys feel the same as we do, but it felt like there was just this perceived level of control that we had over everything in our lives. And then when COVID hit, it was like, oh, wow, there's so many things that we just have no control over. And it was just a real think for most of us here in this country, probably even throughout most of the world, it was just like, dang, there's just a lot of things that we can look at and remember and think through about this issue with control and what we can control, what we can't control, and what we do with both of those topics. Yeah, and I think like it's 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 kind of scary, right? Because even all the things that we're currently dealing with, and I don't want to delve into all of those issues. I think we're all aware of what's going on in our country and our world right now. It's it's a little scary to feel like I can't ever get my feet planted. Like I never really know what to expect every day. I think before all of this craziness that's been happening, it felt a little bit more like I had some kind of clue of what I was going to do, how I was going to show up, how I could plan for the next month, how I could do all of those things. But then when all of this has happened and my reality has kind of been shaken to the point where I don't really know what to expect, it can really take a mental toll on your life. It can really take a mental toll, especially if you're a person who struggled with control. And I think even if you wouldn't identify, well, Brandon, control is my issue. It's something that I think we all deal with because in a way you want to have some expectation for how things are going to turn out or the way things are going to go. And the reality is we don't really know what that is. And so I've really grappled with that because there's a lot of fear that I've had recently. There's a lot of issues that I've personally had that are being affected by the world around us that have bled over into all the other areas of my life. I mean, 
you think about a lot of us, we spend a lot of our time either being depressed or we're anxious. And where that comes from is you're depressed a lot of times about pain and things that have happened in the past or your current circumstance. But then you're anxious about what might happen in the future. Can anyone raise their hand out there and tell me they felt a little bit depressed or a little anxious throughout this time? And it's a real thing. And I think we need to start talking about it a little bit more because the more we ignore it and try to kind of put the put the blinders on and pretend that it's not happening, the more it's going to just go into every other area of our life if we don't watch it. And we have to really spend time, I guess the overarching theme of this episode, and we'll get into it, is you have to spend your time on things that you can control. Like control in of itself isn't that bad. It's not like a negative thing if you're looking at it in the right lens. Mm, absolutely. I was talking to my mom recently and I was like, it just feels like life is so heavy. And after we had that conversation, it just like came to my mind, like the only thing that I can really expect right now is to expect the unexpected, right? Like I really don't know. I mean, yes, of course there are things and we'll get into this that I can control, but like the life around me, the external is something that I very much can't control. And so as I've had to kind of come to terms with that, it's been really eye-opening because I didn't realize how much control I actually felt like I needed and how actual how much control I actually felt that I had and then realized later on that I didn't. Like, I'm not in charge of so much of what's going on in the world. And that doesn't mean that I can't make a difference in what's going on. It doesn't mean that nothing I do can impact that. Of course, that's not what it means. But what it does mean is just me alone by myself. I can't control a lot of what is happening around and to come to terms with that was really hard. And it took me a long time, many months, probably the bulk of this year and most of last, but it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah. I think a lot of what we fall into too, when we, we come into resistance or we come up and rubbing against where we're at and what our reality is and the world that we're living in and our situation, whatever that situation is, we can easily fall into a pattern of complaining of playing the victim mentality of letting our circumstances control everything and letting like what's in front of us control how we show up every day. And we don't really have any action to change it. We just are complaining just to complain because a lot of people are just complaining right now. And I get that's going to rub some people the wrong way. And that might not be what you want to hear. And I'm sorry, but I think if you look around the world, it's just complaint after complaint after complaint. And look, y'all, we're guilty of it too. We spend a lot of time, we've been focusing on it recently, trying not to do it, but we spend a lot of time venting about different things and we vent and we complain and we get things off our chest, which isn't that bad, but it is if it starts to rub off on other people and then encourage them to vent. And then you're actually, a lot of the things that we're complaining about, we don't really have any control over. And so Therefore, it's not really serving any purpose to complain other than to make us feel a little bit better in the moment. But if you're being honest with yourself, because me and Meg have had this conversation, has it? are you feeling any better after that? Is it really making you feel better once you get the chance to say that? Right. So before we go any further, because you're kind of already into our first area, and I want to just point out specifically what that area is, the first thing that we actually are able to control is our attitude. And like Brandon was saying, there's so much there that we're able to think through, that we're able to control. 
And it's just a really good way to start looking at this is like, how am I showing up? What do I want today to look like? Right. And that's, I mean, that's so important because every day when I wake up, I try to have gratitude. I try to do those things, but then the world tends to pull me down. Let's be real. And it becomes harder and it becomes draining and it becomes like where my energy level isn't there. And the reality is there's only so many things we can control and you can control your attitude. Now, most of us will go back to, well, the circumstances, you don't know what's happening in my life and you don't know what this person said or what that person's doing or what this government's doing or what this situation's doing, but you can control how you show up every day. And no matter how much I say it, I hear people deflecting from it, but the reality is you can still show up with gratitude. You can still show up with happiness. You can still show up with those things if you allow yourself to it and get out of the negative space. Mm -hmm. And one thing we've noticed with our attitude is that when we specifically succumb to the negativity, when we start going into the complaining mode, that we tend to really quite significantly affect the people that are around us, whether that's at work or whether that's at home. Like if one of us gets on a train of complaining, that immediately goes to the next level out. So if I'm complaining to Brandon or he's complaining to me, that gets the other one started. Of course, then our kids become involved. Or if we're at work, same thing. Then all of a sudden, coworkers and people around are also complaining. So it really is like this ripple effect that you have to really be careful of because what your attitude is putting out there is also affecting the other people around you. Yeah. I mean, perfect example. This just happened a few weeks ago. We had, and I'm not going to get into the actual issue, but we had everyone over to our house because your sister was in town and we were all like hanging out and we were all having dinner together. And it was like a great time. And I'm like, when do we all get to get together? And it's, it's not as often as it should be. It really isn't. And so the fact that we were all together was amazing, but then it turned to world events. It turned to this issue and I perpetuated this issue. I'll own it. But when it did, then the conversation went negative and then everyone went on like defensive mode and then it just became like almost a little bit uncomfortable in a place that should have been joyful. It should have been happy. It should have been something we were all really thankful for. And I think we were in the end, but the reality is it pulled into that because one person showing up a certain way can rub off on everyone else, and then it becomes something that it shouldn't be. And so I've had to be really conscious of this in my own life, that I'm not perpetuating that problem. And that if we're in an area where we can have some joy, that all the other stuff and noise in the world doesn't need to bleed into that circumstance. We can actually just be joyful without having to level ourselves down to the area where we're at. Yeah. And by controlling our own attitude, I find that that really helps others just kind of regulate their own internal and external beings and the situations around us. So I don't know. I just, for me, it feels like the more I concentrate on how I'm showing up, the more impacted I notice that other people around me are. So, yeah, I think like one of the things I've noticed in, uh, we were in a training recently where the person that led the training talked about this. They said they try to control how they start each day. So they try actively to control what their first thought is every day. Now, if we're being honest, most of our first thoughts are like, oh, God, I have to get up. Oh, let me hit the snooze. Oh, all the things in my to-do list and everything else. And we don't really focus on the gratitude piece. We don't really focus on the fact that, hey, I woke up. I'm alive today. This is cool. We don't really focus on the opportunity that each day brings. We focus on what 
is going to go wrong, where we need to be, what we have to do, our ongoing to-do list. But if you start to actively try to control your mornings and work on getting that anxiety and worry in check right off the bat, you think about the positive things, you can start your day off really easily on the right foot. But as we know, you can just as easily start it off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Another thing, and I'm ugh, this is the hardest thing for me ever, is just to not let something negative that happens in my day control my attitude for the rest of the entire day. And that is, mm, I am preaching to the choir here because I am. It's taken me so long to even do the minuscule amount of work that I've done because I am just ruined by something that happens mid-morning, I'm still thinking about it by that evening. Like it's still affecting me as I'm putting my kids to bed that night. And not always, not for every single thing. I mean, there are certainly levels and exceptions to that rule. But if something big has kind of gotten into my, under my skin, then it will take me usually hours, if not the whole day to kind of get that out of my system. And I just am so worked up by it. And really that is not helping anyone because it's just making every single interaction that I have after that, every single task that I'm trying to do after that, clouding it with bad energy, bad vibes, bad, whatever you want to call it, but I'm not doing my best work because really at the root of it, I'm just thinking about that underlying issue that I had earlier and nothing positive can come after that point until I work through it. Well, yeah. I mean, then that's the reality too. I mean, we've all done it, right? I mean, think about your own life. You you try to be more positive. Like, I'm going to try to be more positive. But then you go out into the world and someone cuts you off in traffic or you get to work and you have a nagging boss or you, you try to interact with other people in any way. And most of the time, it turns into a negative thing. It turns into a negative place. And you can let that thing control you. And I've had this issue for a long time in my life, and I felt like I've done a really good job at controlling it because I've become more aware of it. But a lot of times I would default in these situations to anger. Like I would get really upset about something that was going on. Like if I got cut off in traffic, I wouldn't just yell at the person for five seconds. I would continue to rant on for the next three to five minutes about why this person was a complete idiot and how they shouldn't have pulled out in front of me and how, why do they think their time's more important than mine and everything else. And even if I wasn't externally saying it, it was the internal dialogue that was going on in my head. And it really wasn't until I was in the car with my kids and they started kind of (laughs) saying things too. I mean, I wasn't cursing or anything, but they start saying things the same, like, oh, why can't this light change? Or, oh, why is this person going so slow? It wasn't until I saw that that I realized the impact that I have. And I think one of the things we need to realize with this attitude piece is owning your impact. You need to realize that your impact in the world has a ripple effect. It does. So we don't want to own it. And most people believe like, well, no one cares what I have to say. No one cares what I'm doing. And in a lot of ways, maybe they don't because we're a lot of, we're a self-centric society, but what you do and how you show up and how you carry yourself has a ripple effect to everything and everyone else around you. And you need to realize that. And the sooner you do, the more you can own your impact and figure out that you can make a difference with the way you're showing up and your attitude. Love it. That is very, very true. Okay. Another thing that we have been actively working on controlling is our effort. And the crazy thing about effort is if you really think about it, you are absolutely in control of how hard or how not hard you want to work on something and what kind of time and energy and 
muscle you want to put behind any task or anything you're trying to do, learn or think through or anything like that. Yeah, it's amazing because when you think about effort, you're totally right. So I think about often, I've worked in jobs that I hate, but yet I show up every day and I give all my energy to it. And I think a lot of us are guilty of this. We put all of our energy towards something, whatever that thing is. Usually we follow the, usually you follow the money, let's be honest. And you put all of your energy toward that, but then you're not putting energy to things that can like bring you joy. You're not putting energy toward things that can help you. You're not giving the effort in places that you know you should give the effort because you're distracted by other things that are going on. And so you have to figure out where do you want your day to go? Where do you want your energy to go? And where do you want to place the effort? Because to your point, Meg, you get to decide where that effort goes. The reality though is most of us make the decision to put the effort somewhere because of something we've put in our head to say, that's where it has to go. Because most people when questioned, they say, well, I would love to do that, but I can't because I have to do this or I need to do that. But they're deciding to put their effort into those things. They're deciding to give 110% to their job rather than giving any of that percent to their family. It's just the reality, the choices that you make. And you can decide to put the effort in other places, but most of us don't want to make that decision because it's hard or we might get negative feedback or whatever it is. Yeah, and as we're talking about effort, I just keep thinking about our daughter who is just started, she's just started second grade and right now is a review time of math facts. And suffice it to say that math facts are not going super well. <laughs> but we have, we've struggled with this for a couple weeks now where she did not want to put in the effort. She just didn't want to spend the time learning the math facts, relearning, reviewing the math facts from last year. She didn't want to do it over the summer, so she didn't. And now she's kind of paying the price for it, right? So now it's three plus four is a freaking struggle. I'm just going to say it like it just is. So eventually, a few weeks have gone by, she's getting kind of fed up with this whole, you know, she can't do it as fast as the other kids kind of deal. And she has recently decided that she is going to put in the work. And so now, all of a sudden, her effort has gone way up. She is listening to what I'm saying. She got the flashcards. We got her a new, we ordered her a new set of flashcards. She's actively asking me to go through them with her. We're getting those done. We're doing the worksheets. We're doing all the things. And she actually is getting a lot better. She's answering more of the questions that come home. And now her goal in life is to make it to the 30-second club at school, which is where she can do the whole sheet that they give a, they give out in 30 seconds. Right now, she can't do the minute, but she has got the 30 seconds in her sight. And I know that she's going to do it because her effort is finally there. And I think that's kind of like what we need to do with our life too, right? Is like, just decide, just decide that this matters to me right now. So I am going to find the time. I am going to put down the Barbies, so to speak, and the things that I'm working on that seem more important and do the real things like the math facts. Right. I mean, the, the, and what you touched on is the biggest factor in like your success rate is your effort that you're going to put toward it. And I caution you when I say that because a lot of us put so much work into something and then we expect it to be instant results or we expect to get whatever it is, the exact thing that we want and set out to get and strive to get. But that's not the way it works and nothing's guaranteed. So that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying though is you can guarantee that if you put no effort into it, you won't have success. 
people don't have success in things when they don't put any effort into it. Every single thing that I've learned in my life is because I've put some sort of sort of effort behind it. It's because I made it a priority in my life. So what are you making a priority in your life and what effort are you showing up with every day? Is that the same effort and priority and attention you should be giving to something to get to the place that you want to be? If you want to be more positive, take an audit of where you're, what you're doing with your time and effort. Are you putting your effort into things that are going to bear fruit later? Or are you putting your effort into things that won't really get you anywhere? Or are you complaining about the fact that things aren't going the way you want them to go, but you, if you're honest with yourself, are not putting in the effort? I've been there too. I have. There's been so many times where I want something to happen and I complain that it isn't happening, but when I look back and I actually take note of the effort that I'm putting into it, I'm haphazardly showing up. I'm given a C plus average on everything and then I'm expecting it to turn out because I'm putting in the time, but the time is not what I need to be doing. It's an effort. It's how I'm showing up to it. And if I can't control that and I'm not controlling that in the way it should, then I can't expect the result and any success in that area. Love it. And that kind of leads to another one, which is we can definitely control our actions. We've kind of sprinkled this in throughout this conversation, of course, but our actions are just choosing to do the right things to help not only ourselves, but also other people to have a more positive mindset. Like we can determine how we want to use our time action-wise and make a difference in this world, in our own lives, and in the lives of other people too. Right. And this, if, if, if y'all are anything like me, maybe you need to think about it a little bit, but I challenge you this week to think about this. There are certain actions you can take that are a positive influence on your life. And there's a lot of actions you can take that are negative influence. For me, I'll break them down for me personally really quickly. And hopefully you can relate to some of these. But eating poorly, I know that it's terrible for me. I continue to do it. Me and Meg right now are in a month where we have basically tried to cut out everything. Now we have faltered a little bit, I'll be honest. But for the most part, we have not eaten or consumed anything into our bodies that we're not serving us like because we know that falling into a cycle of bad eating is not something that helps us in the long term. We understand that, right? Easy one. Number 2 for me personally, watching the freaking news. Oh my gosh, why do I do it? Why? Because every time I do it, I get fired up. And you know what I do? Talk about influencing other people. I go complain to other people. I go talk to other people about how ridiculous it is. I go talk to Meg about it to the point where she has to tell me I need to stop because it's causing her anxiety. Watching the dang news. Turn off the freaking news. The whole thing is built around negativity. Turn it off. It does not help. If you're anything like me, it doesn't serve you at all. Do not feel like you have. it's your civic duty to show up and do that. If it's negatively impacting you, if you can watch it and it's not going to negatively impact you, okay, cool. But I would definitely look at that next being around negative people. My gosh, like if you want to ever hear again, I mean, I can't even spend any more time on it. The people you surround yourself with are exactly how you're going to act and how you're going to be. You are the people you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with negative people because you feel like they're your family or they're your friends or they've always been your friends or they're your childhood classmate, I don't know. Whoever you're surrounding yourself with, if they're a negative person and they're not bringing positivity and they're not coming beside you and supporting you in this journey of your life, cut them out. Sorry. Next. 
working out, I know for a fact that getting outside and moving my dang body is what makes me the most productive human that I could possibly be. But do you think at 4 a.m. when my alarm goes off or on the weekend when it's 98 degrees in North Carolina that I want to get out and run? No, I don't. But do I go out and do it? Yes, I do. Because I'm such a better person when I go out and do those things. So I know that doing that is helpful. Lastly, getting outside. Difficult, of course, because it is 100 degrees. But when we're outside as a family, when we go outside and go for a walk, when I've taken breaks and walked outside during a workday, it makes a huge difference in my life. These are all simple things at their core. Simple. Brandon, turn off the dang news. Brandon, stop scrolling on social media. It's not helping you. Brandon, go outside for a walk. Brandon, eat a freaking salad in place of a bacon burger for once in your life. Those are all so simple. They really are. But we make it such a freaking hard thing to do when it's not. You know the things that are serving you. You know the things that aren't serving you. You know the things that are negatively affecting your attitude. Are you going to be strong enough? Are you going to have the courage enough to cut those things out of your life? Are you going to finally realize that those things are not helping you anymore and start turning to something that might be more helpful? Y'all, it's not that difficult. There are things you can control. You can control your attitude. You can control your effort. You can control your actions. So what's it going to be? Are you going to continue showing up in a way that's not serving you, that's not helping you, that's leading you down the wrong path, a negative path that you know is not serving you in your life? Or are you going to stand up, realize what you need to do, take the steps and start implementing some things. And by the way, have some patience with yourself while you're doing it and while you're walking this path of life and go out there and get it. Yes, sir. Stop trying to control the things that are not going to be controllable and start instead working on the things that you know that you can control that will make a true difference in your life. Y'all, if this episode impacted you, please let us know over on social media. Please let us know if we can be any of service to you. Thank you all for listening and we love y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you want to be our BFFs, leave us a review. It helps more people find the show and allows us to share our message with the world. We love y'all.